the red carpet, the red carpet, the red carpet. You want them rolling out the red carpet, the red carpet, the red carpet. You want the finest things, the diamond rings, designer jeans, all minor things in the widest scheme. But at what cost to realize your dreams? Ben Bleen and the wheel more, put the crown of thorns on, spill more. My mic bloody cause I kill more, but I'm still poor. Bottom is where I started, but I get to the top and park it. Thug up in a harlot, my battery need charging. And to reach my target is the illest in the market. It's some liquid from my arteries, will spill onto the carpet, yeah. Everybody want fame, nobody wanna work for it. Want them all to know your name, don't wanna see no hurt for it. You wanna see the red carpet, the red carpet, the red. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and we are on the Live Model Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. You can find us by downloading our app. Uh, on Roku and Amazon Fire. And also, uh, you can download the E360 app on your smart TVs and find us there. Of course, your favorite podcast platforms. Anyway, uh, we're so grateful for all your support. Today is going to be like, unlike any show uh, we've ever done. And look, we, we expose a lot of things here. We put a spotlight on Shadow Worlds. Um, but I got to tell you, we've never had a guest quite like this. And I don't want to run it at all because this is, to me, is about as real as real gets. And it, it's the ultimate spotlight on a shadow world that so many people um, are not able to see, even though it's right in front of their eyes. Uh, and our guest today, <laughs> well, she knows that world well. You guys are in for an absolute treat. Thank you for being here. It is a great, great pleasure for me to introduce to you. The one, the only, I'm pretty sure it's the only, Penny Shepherd. Hello, Penny. How are you? I'm really good. It's This is a weird day. My battery said it wasn't charging, so it's charging up. So hopefully it doesn't disconnect. I hope not either. Um, I'm so grateful that you're here. But before we get into everything, what are you grateful for today and why? Uh, today I'm grateful that I have an opportunity to speak with people on your show and to uh, speak about MK Ultra, and I'm actually grateful to be alive, considering that I have about two or three hits on me. And you're not exactly shy either. For a woman that has hits on her, you are not hiding. And I have mad respect for you, Penny, for that. Um, and you are the real deal. Um, again, we've had people come on and act like they knew what was going on, and you know, and we've seen people get exposed. They expose themselves as being fake. Um, but I do know, after following you now for almost a year and really, really diving into the content that you create and the little pieces of information, I know that you're the real deal. And so I admire you a great deal because it takes courage to do what you're doing. So for the audience that when they hear MK Ultra, the first thing they say, bull crap, it's conspiracy. Will you share with the audience, what MK, what MK Ultra is and how you know so much about it. Well, um, I didn't know a great deal about it until I left my husband in March of 2016, and he was a retired Carlsbad PD sergeant. And um, he told me when I when I left him that I was going to be arrested. I was going to get thrown in a crazy house, and um, and those things happened to me. 
because it's part of a protocol. The protocol is that when you start re researching and finding out who you are, that these are the things that will be done to you. So I was divested of all my personal means. The only asset that I actually had was my vehicle. And he tried to take that from me as well. Um, so I did end up be, being declared enemy of the state. When I started researching, I found out that my brother, my brother David had been murdered after he wrote an unpublished book entitled The Whistleblower. This book was about the Vatican, Bush, and my evil family. It took several years before he was murdered. He was living in Oregon. He was separated from his family. And he had told me that the black helicopters were following him. And I said, gee, Dave, they follow everyone. Don't be paranoid. They didn't understand what he meant at that time. That was on my 40th birthday. And uh, David subsequently was separated from his family. Uh, they kicked him out of the workforce. That's one of the first things that they do. And then he got separated from his wife, divorced his wife. He drove from Oregon to Mission Valley. He lived in Mission Beach with the homeless for two years. He was arrested over 50 times. My family was in, uh, my father-in-law was um, a sheriff, a deputy sheriff. He created the deputy sheriff museum as a historian there. So they had ties uh, to, the, to the policing community. Even though they were so retired, his father was redeputized. So my brother was arrested over 50 times. They took his car. And then they murdered him on a high satanic holiday, April 25th, 2007. And I didn't get his body back. My husband told me he'd been liquidated. And I didn't understand at the time what that meant. In 2019, I did a search and uh, a PI did a search for me on my brother, who I found out my agent is my brother. Uh, he did a search on him and he found out that he has a shoe company. So I knew at that time that David had been made into shoes. That's why I didn't get his body back. In case anyone doesn't understand what that is, it's called the Red Shoe Club. The Red Shoe Club has been around for a very, very long time. Um, and it Mengele used to, Joseph Mengele, who was a scientist, used to uh, make tables out of people's bones, out of his victims' bones. He would take their skin and bind Bibles in it. So this red shoe company which is it's actually shoes made from the victims from your victims um, skin and apparently i think they did something like that with heather o'rourke as well i don't know if they took skin scrapings from her also i found out that you can create uh you can use skin scrapings to actually repopulate and create large swaths of skin it was a designer that did that yeah, you can also do that to clone people, too, from what I just learned yesterday. Yes, skin scrapings. They can use skin scrapings. They can also use stem cells to create uh, chimeras. They can use um, hair, saliva. They use all of your DNA elements to create clones. And the project that I was born into, so when I, when I leave my husband, I start researching. That's the problem. That's why I'm now declared enemy of the state, because they now know that what, what I didn't know now I, I am acquiring this knowledge. So I found out that I was born August 11th, 1958, that I already knew, but I was born into a project called Project Genesis. The subproject is Eve. Eve is the cloning project, the aspect of that project. I believe that I was created probably either in vitro fertilization, I'm still researching on that to make a definitive statement on it. So this is as best as I can ascertain. Uh, utilized uh, by my mom, who was a Hitler baby, probably IVF, um, and created with Joseph Mengele's sperm, and I think perhaps 
the eggs of Irene Mengele, who married Joseph Mengele. Her name is Irene Schoenbein. And I look like Irene Schoenbein. So when I started asking questions, I asked why my agent looked like Joseph Mengele, why I look like Irene Schoenbein, and why my murdered brother David looked like Rolf, Joseph Mengele, and Irene Schoenbein's um, son. And, and Rolf is still alive. Rolf is in his 70s. So Joseph Mengele was born March... 11th, 19, March 16th, 1911, and Rolf was born March 16th, um, 1940, it was 33 years later, so 11 and 44, I think, and then my brother David was born August 3rd, 1956, and I had two siblings, three siblings that I grew up with, but now I'm not even sure that they're actually my uh, biological siblings. I found out from my first husband, Steve Zenos, that, um, John was my brother in 2017. He verified it for me. Yes, John's your biological brother. And I said, what is wrong with you people? Because I slept with him. I fell in love with him when he was my agent. And my first husband said, um, you didn't know. And I was like, well, you did. You know, that doesn't make it any better. I know he knew. But mm -hmm. no one's talking. No one's saying anything. And he still denies that he's my brother. When you say agent, what do you mean? Well, um, yeah. That's a good question, right? Um, when I say agent, I'm a singer. I'm a singer, I'm an actress, trained at New York University. I've been acting since I was a child. My mom at three started grooming us and she did videos of us uh, doing certain plays. Um, I went to performing arts high school. Um, I've been basically groomed for this industry in uh, ninth grade. I started performing professionally in coffee houses and doing uh, wedding bar mitzvahs, boss mitzvahs. So I've been in the in the venue for um, the majority of my life. I got a thespian award to go to New York University, a small award from my um, from my high school because I was actively involved in the dramatic arts as a writer, as a performer. Then I went to NYU and I studied acting under Stella Adler. Stella Adler and Lee Strausberg studied under Stanislavski. Lee Strausberg was Marilyn Monroe's handler. And um, also Susan Strausberg was. They all, they all had studios in LA and then also in New York. So I attended Stella Adler's Conservatory of Acting for a year. And I went there alone, but then I was joined by my first handler, who is the, as best as I can ascertain, the son of Albert Speer, Hitler's Minister of War. Wow. Now, isn't there's a current TV show that's on that has a character that's based on your life. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> Am I allowed to talk about this? No, go ahead. Uh, it's just, it, it, you know, people think, oh, how cool. But, you know, when I found out, I had been locked up in a crazy house for a year because I was declared enemy of the state. And I was asked before this happened, do you want to end up like Snowden and Assange? I'm an agent that was an agent for Jarrell and also was an agent for Bill Hybels because he was at Willow Creek Church. Bill Hybels was a mega pastor in Willow Creek Church in Barrington, Illinois. At that church, I found renderings on the wall that appeared to me to have my, my, brother, my brother John's likeness in them. In one of them, I looked at it, and he was wearing a COVID mask. I found these renderings in 2016. I photographed them in 2017, and then at one point, I was shown uh, a, I was shown coordinates on my phone. I went to a Starbucks. When I went to the Starbucks, I expected that I was going to meet John, 
but I didn't meet him. I met a clone of John. I also looked through the drive-thru and my grandniece had said, uh, posted something on Facebook, said, drink water, turn around. And I'd been at the Starbucks all day long. I was dehydrated, so I drank some water. I turned around. A car came through the drive-thru, and the car license plate was P4851150. I snapped a picture of it because I knew they were going to incarcerate me the next day. And it actually happened at Willow Creek. I was electronically triggered on my phone, and I went into an MK Ultra state. Now, MK Ultra means simply mind control, but it's not that simple. It also, the acronym means manufactured killers utilizing lethal tradecraft requiring assassinations. So they train us and us from infancy um, under, under mind control and varying degrees of mind control. So hypnosis is one form. My mother used to hypnotize me. And then uh, if you put voice to skull or implants in there and you utilize radio frequencies, that's another methodology. So there are many methodologies. Another methodology is through the military industrial entertainment complex, which produces movies and uh, music all in high frequency. Uh, and, and also the passers, when they're up there and they're speaking to you, they are using neuro-linguistic programming to hit Go ahead. I was just saying NLP. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with that too. Yes, well, I wasn't. I was actually biblically indoctrinated. And so when I was on the road as a singer, I would take every Saturday and every Sunday and I'd be in the, in whatever town I was in, I was in a church. And the mega pastors utilized these frequencies of hypnosis to mass hypnotize um, their, their people that are coming to the church. They're also utilizing Bible phrases. So the Bible phrases would be something that an MK Ultra would literally be triggered into a hypnotic state. They would go and they would do whatever it was that they were told. That and there, there are many handlers. So it would be the pastor would be would be the one that would actually trigger you. Then there would be another handler to guide you into whatever nefarious things that they wanted you to do. So the pastors are also sex trafficking uh, individuals through the churches. And I happen to as as I started researching. I found out um, I was doing an, an article, I think it's chapter 34 or chapter 35, about uh, River Phoenix, which I revisited because I actually know a person that was at the Viper Room on that day. And so when I revisited it and I revisited the cult of God, I found out that, um, that Lonnie Frisbee actually started the Jesus Freak movement. And then when I was looking at his picture, I was like, oh, he looks a little familiar. And then I... I didn't realize until I looked on his gravestone that I actually picked him up and slept with him in a one night stand. I lived in Costa Mesa and he was, he was raised in Costa Mesa. So he and Chuck Smith started Cavalry Chapel. I went to Chuck's church. I also went to Great Glory's church. I, I went to, you know, all the mega pastors churches. That's what I did because I was biblically indoctrinated and these mega pastors are working for the shadow government. They are mind controlling. They're using the word of the, the Bible to um, to mind control individuals. And they're also, the mega pastors are telling you who to vote for, what to wear, what movies to buy, what things you can say, what things you can't say, who to marry. That is a form, that is mind control at its best. Wow. I, I got a question. Um, and I've never actually felt led to ask the question until now. 
with the way the church and the Bible was weaponized against you, how has that affected your relationship with God? Doesn't have anything to do with it. You know, <laughs> when I was getting tortured, I turned to Jesus. That was the only name that I called out to. That name protected me from demons. And as much as they try to weaponize God against me, even when they killed me, they were asking me when I was awakened, what did God say when I died? What did he say? When is he coming? Do they fear the, 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 this, this, these demons? Do they fear, they truly fear the name of Jesus? Yes, they do. And they still keep on going, though? Well, they don't actually have a choice. They're psychopaths. So they will, you know, people talk about the gang stalking. They're like, when will this program end? Well, it ends with either your demise or your stalker's demise. Um, you know, I died on many occasions, and... I met with a counsel. Fiona Barnett had spoken about this. I talked to Fiona once, and I believed her, and I thought she was a very sweet and intelligent woman. And uh, she had verified a, a similar situation which happened to me. She said that she was actually uh, in therapy and that she went to a counsel. She was talking about uh, Anthony Kidman and said, I want justice. And she said she went into a counsel. And they said, it is done. And that following day, she said, Anthony Kidman was found dead. Justice was swift. Oh, my God. What can we do with all of these shadow programs? And, of course, now the veil has been lifted for so many people. But there's a huge population that still has no clue of what's going on. What is it? What What do you think that we can do collectively to the for the people that have the eyes to see right now? I think what it's very necessary. I think it's very necessary for everyone that has that is awakening to start writing, to start tweeting out, to start speaking. I have one story. I'm, I'm one grain of sand on the beaches on the earth, and you know, in regards to being eleven from Stranger Things, yes, that's me. And when I found out, I cried. It wasn't like, oh, woo. You know, I walked away from Hollywood. I could have been very famous, but I walked away. I walked away um, and I got tortured because I walked away from Hollywood. I got significantly tortured for many, many years. And to the point where they drugged me so much that I had to learn how to walk and talk all over again. I had no memory whatsoever. Um, and so in response to your question, what should everyone do? I found out who I am. So I don't need to justify who I am. There's no glory in finding out who I am. But it was important because, you know, the, the words know thyself, they're extremely important. How can you know yourself if you've been lied to about everyone in your family? Research your family. Find out who the members in your family are actually involved with the New World Order and actually involved with the Fourth Reich. Because this is generational and it's in every family. It's not just mine. I'm not a unique individual by any means. Wow. You know, now, you brought up the Fourth Reich, um, and you're kind of flirting around an issue that, for me, I believe firmly that not, Nazi Germany, basically, I, I believe the United States took Hitler's mission and carried it on. Like, it never stopped. Like, Hitler may have left. Of course, I think he's was you know still alive and went to South America, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, but I do believe that we carried on his mission because if you look at how the United States came to power, it's very Nazi-esque. 
And of course, when you look at George, the Bush family's ties um, to Nazi Germany, and you see all that, it makes it pretty clear. Is that when you talk about the Fourth Reich and you bring it, you almost make it sound like it's current. Is yes. that what you're referring to? Yes, it is current. It is a continuation of the Third Reich. When the Third Reich uh, essentially like petered out and it went underground because it didn't end, um, they they took anyone that was loyal to that Reich and they brought them in to uh, positions of power globally. So all over the world, we brought in, they say we brought in like 5,000 uh, scientists. It was much grander than that. It was anyone who served the Reich was protected and uh, they were they were they were put in positions of power or their uh, their offspring were put in positions of power. I believe also that when you join up with that Reich, that uh, you're afforded you know certain liberties and uh, and also I think with my mom, I found out that she she was a nurse in North Carolina and I believe that she, that's when she actually joined uh, the MK Ultra program. Unfortunately, I've had to pay for satanic Netflix to find out about my life through these programs that are being written. And they didn't just write them about me. They wrote them about everybody. I just happened to find out the ones that were written about me. And when I found out that I was 11 from Stranger Things, I emailed um, my, one of my first handlers because I ended up at, when I was declared an enemy of the state and I was uh, made homeless. I went back to uh, my first handler and um, I he he's in Arizona right now. And I live with him 40 days and 40 nights in the desert with an A Satan. He's not the Satan, but he's a Satan. And uh, so I texted him. Well, actually, I emailed him. Of course, he didn't respond. But I said, I know that that little girl is me. And I think that the character, there's uh, a couple of doctors in there. There's Dr. Brennan and a Dr. Owen. I think Dr. Brennan is an amalgamation. These are composites of John Brennan um, and also of uh, my handler, Darrell, whose father was Albert Spears. When I was in sixth, sixth grade, I wrote a children's book called Albert the Shy Dragon. Now I think it was actually about Albert Spears because that book was taken from me and I was erased when I was in junior high school. I went to Henry D. Perry Middle School. And then when I was looking for pictures of myself because they've taken everything, they've dispossessed me of my clothing, of my houses, of my studios, of uh, my photographs, everything was taken from me time and time again, and I left relationships. So um, the last relationship that I left, uh, I ended up having my condo taken and my, you know, my studios, everything, so that I also can remote view. So if I was to look in those pictures, I would see something in the pictures. So I didn't have any pictures from childhood, although my aunt did give me one picture, which I've used in a collage, about myself because my mom uh, shaved my head until I was in seventh grade. Wow. Well, can you can you explain to people what remote viewing is? Because I, I know, I think a lot of people have heard the term, but very few really understand what it is. Do you mind explaining? Some people attribute that to like, oh, is that a satanic thing? And here's the thing. Anything God made for good, Satan is going to use for evil. So that's just, that's just one thing. So it's just an ability. I believe we are all born with these innate abilities that God has given us. I believe that we're born with the ability to have tele, uh, telepathic communications with one another. If you go into uh, modern psychiatry, they will say, if you say you're hearing 
someone's thoughts, they will then say, well, you're schizophrenic. And uh, the medical community is based upon two snakes that are intertwined with one another. And that's what we're looking at. It was uh, Donald Dewey Cameron was started, uh, started the uh, World Psychological Association while he's breaking minds under MK Ultra at Allen Memorial Institute. And then he's working with the AMA, the ADA, and uh, the American Dental Association and the APA to uh, put fluoride into the systems of people and shut off their pineal gland, which is also your ability to uh, to assess things from a more uh, psychic ability. We all have these abilities. So remote viewing would be if you're, uh, and it has many different connotations and many different applications. So I would say a very simplistic one would be if you're looking at a photograph, you look at the photograph and you look at the, the people in there and they teach you this in modeling. They say, always have a thought in your mind when you're looking into the camera. And I was also, I also did modeling. Remote viewing, you're looking at the photograph and you're saying to yourself, what are you thinking? But then you take it a little bit step further and you say, where were you right before here? And where, where were you going right after this photo shoot? So you can actually like see things. Now, another expanded definition of remote viewing, which has been utilized by, uh, actually by the PD, by the police forces, uh, when they're using psychics, and, and the CIA has utilized this as well, is to find someone. So you acquire a target. And then they will sign it um, for Stanford Research Institute. They would uh, tell the person that was there, all right, we're going to send our agents somewhere and we want you to draw a picture of where they are. So that's another form where you're actually tracing the person, but it's a telepathic link, I believe. And then I was also told that my my nephew and my brother could see through my eyes when I was in France. And I was like, okay, that's weird. What does that even mean? And essentially, it means that you would have a telepathic connection between that individual so that you're you're literally seeing what's going on, what's transpiring in a room through their eyes. It's like if you have a dream, and in that dream, you are, see, you are another person, but you're seeing that person. Uh, you're seeing events through that other person's eyes. fascinating i i believe i I'm, I'm with you too about the gifts i mean like for instance prophet prophetic and getting visions well i mean that could be viewed as a psychic ability but you know the bible condemns that but it's no different than prophecy <laughs> there's just like variations of it um i i just yeah and you're and, and man has corrupted so much of what god created for good we found a way to use it to hurt each other and, and weaponized it or to you know, we, we've taken these extraordinary gifts that people have and we've told them that they're mental illnesses. Yes. Uh, when they're not, they're just gifts. And, you know, I, I struggled with that too. I was heavily medicated um, and I always thought I was crazy, like really like insane with some of the things that I would see and hear. And, and I thought I was nuts. And I mind you, I had a lot of trauma and I had a lot of things, but if I was being honest, I think my gifting was born out of trauma which is not such a terrible thing, especially when you start to use it for good and not bad. I it just, I, I'm, all of this is just so freaking fascinating with to me because, you know, there's a lot of people that are under a spell right now and, and they're lost and they're basically like in this line to their own demise and their death and they don't even see it. And they're just, you know, they're going along with, 
whatever the TV says to do. Can you, from your experience and your knowledge, can you talk about the dangers of what's coming through our media devices? Yes. And now when they speak about the blocking group media, that's just another form to tell you. They've been using all forms of media for propaganda since, actually, even since the inception of the Bible. Okay. They, they utilize, uh, he who, my sister said, he who controls the narrative controls the world. Okay. So they're also using frequency. They're using light. They're using sound. They're using hand signals. They're using all of these modalities in uh, the media in television to hypnotize and program implant subliminal and uh, covert and overt messages within the music industry through frequency, as well as through, uh, if you're watching a theatrical production or, um, or, you know, on stage. So when you're, when you're in your church and you're watching a theatrical production and you're thinking, Hey, this is so much better than watching TV. It's actually not. You're actually being hypnotized by hand signals, by words, by lights, by sounds, by music frequencies. So it's important that you acknowledge this aspect of it. Now, what I do is I talk to MK Ultras and targeted individuals all over the world. They come to me, they want to know uh, to the extent of how, am I, how much my MK Ultra. I also was going to be on one individual's program and he said, well, your view of MK Ultra is not like anyone else's. You don't talk about DID. Well, DID is disassociative identity disorder, no matter how severe you may have it or how minor you may have it. It is uh, your ability to disassociate, which is through the bloodlines. That is something that is a, a familiar bloodline thing, your ability to disassociate, as well as your ability to have prophetic uh, dreams, which my mother had a lot of prophetic dreams. She was that, I'm going through a DID healing journey as we speak. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I'm very familiar with that. So, I think what what the cure, the panacea for that is I help people to um, to deprogram themselves. I take the weaponization of the television, which was used against you, and then I flip it around and I tell people how to use it for your own benefit to deprogram yourself. So when you're watching something like Netflix, Stranger Things, which actually will engender you to the concept of MKUltra, and, and you'll look at it and say, okay, this makes sense. But I tell people, while you're watching these things, be aware that these literally are, they are telling you the truth in here about a great deal of things. But watch them with the captions on. Start and stop. And then take notes. Your writing and your research will deprogram you and will integrate you as well. Find out what characters that they've written about that are composites of you. When you're watching these things, also, I suggest, I use my iPhone. So I have this. Because if you if you try to uh, take photographs while it's running on your phone, it comes out black. So I leave the captions on, and then I snap pictures, and I use those for uh, for memes and for examples to show people, hey, this is what was said, and this is how it's relevant to me. Also, when you're watching this, memories. When when you say, are you missing any memories? Many people will say, no, I have all my memories intact. But you don't actually know you're missing a memory until you retrieve that memory. And then. Yeah then you understand, hey, I was missing this memory. So, and and the memories that come back are the ones that will facilitate your healing. I also tell people my prayer uh, was God reveal myself to me. That was in 2015. And that's when I started on my journey. It's a very powerful prayer, but you must be 
Um, you must be aware and you must actually really want it in your heart to have uh, yourself revealed to you. And that that was my prayer, which took me on my steps towards healing and towards integration. But in regards to MK Ultra, I still stand fast with the entire world has been MK Ultra. We've all been manipulated and propagandized and we've all been lied to about the truth. Now, some of us to a more extent than others, we were involved in these programs in which we're now super soldiers. We're used as covert assets and agents for the deep state. We're utilized for assassinations and for espionage and more sex trafficked, things like that. So that is a bit of, that's more deep into how uh, these Illuminati families have utilized us unbeknownst to us. How are you able to maintain a normal, I mean, I, I don't want to say normal life, but what kind of things like this is all really heavy. It's shocking to some people. I mean, I'm familiar with it, but even like hearing it, like it, my heart is heavy and I'm sick to my stomach and I just, and I, and it makes me sad to be honest with you. And so you carry this, you live that life, you carry all this with you. How in the world do you have a smile on your face and able to go out in the world and, and do things like what, 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 what brings you your serenity? What brings me my serenity is helping others. I believe that that's the reason why we're here on this earth to help others with find out their truth. And, you know, I'm, I'm not here to attack people, although there are some certain people that are within the fourth Reich that I feel they do deserve uh, to be revealed to others because people are idolizing um, those icons that have work their way up the satanic ladder. So they're idolizing musicians. They're idolizing um, pastors. They're idolizing um, actors. That These people should not be idolized. They're just like you and I, except many of them have actually, if you want to use that term, sold their soul um, to the devil. They're, they're, com they're compliant and they accede to the dark arts. Some don't, some aren't even aware, but you, they will be called upon at some point to uh, do the Illuminati one eye thing. And they're just going to get deeper and deeper and deeper into, um, into the abyss, so to speak. So what makes me happy is helping others understand that they're all part of this, understand what MP Ultra is, understand uh, the machinations, help people. That have been gang stalked. I don't have any any means, any financial means to help anyone. I don't have any um, any sanctuaries that I can send anyone to, but I can help them emotionally. I am not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. Um, I do have my master's degree in education and my minors in psychology. I say I should have my PhD in psychology because I found out that the first family that I married into, that I was given to, the Zenos family. Uh, they were, my husband was a psychologist and both his parents were psychologists. They had a psychological practice for over uh, 35 years. And they worked with Jolie West, who was an MK Ultra handler, who worked with Sidney Gottlieb and Alan Dulles, and also with Margaret Singer. And I was unaware of any of these things because they used neurolinguistic programming. And I was kept under MK Ultra for over 58 years. I'm now 63. I will be 64 August 11th. Penny, um, I'm so grateful uh, for your time and you coming and, and sharing all this. I mean, I'm, 
like I mean, this is heavy. <laughs> like I said, I was, I was, I mean, I, I, I've known about this, and I, and I, I know people that have been, you know, victims of, of different varieties of trafficking, and but it's just, it's, it's tough. But at the same time, and I say this uh, on my show quite a bit, but while everything that the devil tried to kill you with, all the things that you know were meant to destroy you. God gets to use for good and can if we give it to him. And, and all the hell that we go, go through has a purpose if we let God use it. And you're truly an example of that. And I, I admire your courage. I admire your servant leadership um, so much because it takes a lot of courage because the giant that you're going toe-to-toe with has been around for a lot longer than you and I have put together. So I truly, truly admire you. And I mean, I, it's been nice getting to know you, you know, leading up to this. Um, but I'm, I'm, I, you trust me, you're, you're going to be somebody that I pray for every day and somebody that I'm truly, truly grateful for that's doing what you're doing. And if we can do anything to ever support you anything at all that we're able to do, we will do. Well, I like to I like to give people my information. Uh, my phone number is 619-779-9771. I will not answer unless you're my contact. So please text my phone and say who you are. Um, I try to get right back to people as soon as possible. You can email me at shepherd, S-H-E-P-A-R-D, entertainment at gmail.com. And my blog is shepherdentertainment.blogspot.com. I've had 30 four or 35 chapters on there. I started writing 36, but I've been doing shows on uh, Dave Zublick's Dark Outpost on Fridays, and he bumped me to two hours now. And I feel it's very important to try to connect the dots. So that's what I try to do. Um, and I try to help uh, people that are involved with sex trafficking, um, against sex trafficking. I also am working with Megan Walsh. She's the daughter of John Walsh, and she's had her children kidnapped from her and she's literally undergoing the protocol of she's had her home sold out from under her, her children taken from her. She, they have uh, disparaged her. What they do is they assassinate your finances. So they kick you out of the workforce to make you look like you're less than. And then they, uh, they jail you, they frame you, then they throw you in crazy houses and they drug you. This is a, an absolute protocol to those who are, uh, who are researching and who are, uh, fighting the cabal and her father definitely is part of the cabal he knows the heads of cia the presidents um he's enmeshed in what i term as a military industrial entertainment complex the meek which if anyone doesn't understand the military industrial complex is the military industrial complex is the mockingbird media is television they all work in conjunction with one another if you and a prime example of that would be Zelensky. Zelensky was in and he had his own acting troupe and he was on a program uh, in which he was a comedian and then the comedian becomes the president of the United States. This is not what you would call I forget the term that they use. It's not the synchronicity. It is an actual operation and that you're seeing in front of your eyes. It's not um, you know life imitates art. It's not that. They installed this gentleman through the yeah. military industrial entertainment complex. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and bringing up Megan, I so I've kn I've known about her for 
gosh, how old am I now? So I'm 42, 24, so almost almost 15 years probably. Um, her ex-fiance is uh, a really, really good friend of mine. Oh. So when I saw her pop up, I was like, holy jeez. Um, and because I and I started to see her content, I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea because of her father. You know, her father's been put on this pedestal as a hero and all these things, like so many other people we know. And come to find out, he's a freaking monster too. And yes, it's, yes. it's just so heartbreaking. Like all of the I mean, this is I. This takes me back to why God talks about you know false idols and you know only to give you know we should only worship Him, no one else. But yet we have a hero worship complex. We put yes. these people on a pedestal, and they're not the people we should be honoring at all. We're always looking for a savior. I say I don't have any human saviors. There are no human saviors. I'm not a savior. I'm a human being, and I'm here to um, to disseminate truth and. You know, if I make a mistake in my research, I've made a mistake in my research, but I try to correct it as, as quickly as possible. But, you know, if if I'm out there telling lies or telling things that don't happen or, you know, you're kind of still under a spell. So I think it's important for everyone. And I say, hey, don't don't believe anything I say. Please research everything. When you yeah. research everything that I say, I believe that you'll you'll come to the same agreement that I've I've come to in regards to. Um, what the truth actually is and you know, I'm my first husband Steve Zenos the name means stranger So I was literally mrs. Stranger and I had a band named stranger um, The character's name is Jane Ives and uh, as in Jane Doe and I was raised in Ives estate so I live 13 minutes from uh, from the Walsh family um, my grandmother lived in Hollywood, and my grandmother was also a singer. So, like Megan, I'm a second-generation singer. Her aunt Jane was a singer who worked with Stan Getz, and Stan Getz was uh, an alcoholic and a heroin user. I believe it was Stan Getz. And uh, you know, Megan's been around this uh, military-industrial entertainment complex her entire life. She was presented to Reagan when she was two months old. She's playing with. Um, with you know some of the uh, I think Sally Struthers was in one of the the things that I did when they were at the White House and uh, she was playing with Drew Barrymore who Drew Barrymore was pouring alcohol in her cereal when she was seven. She made Christmas. Well, I'm so grateful for you, Penny, and uh, God bless you and thank you again for giving us your time. Thank you. Definitely rooting and praying for you. And uh, I look forward to uh, talking to you again. Yes, thank you so much. All right, God bless you. See you soon. Okay. Bye. Wow. I think why that's so heavy is because I know she's saying it's real. She sent me something um, that's not for public consumption that I got to see. And it really, to me, validated everything she's saying and i know some of you are probably like yeah well that's not real or you've heard of it i'm telling you i've seen the evidence it's real and her heart for fighting for people is real too um but it's heavy i mean i'm just like i literally want to throw up uh, because it makes me sad because i know so many people that have been a victim to this and you know she brought up the church and for all the people that you know, my friend Madison that have gone after her, 
for her claims and what she's exposed. And I mean, this stuff is real. I know it's really hard to believe, but it's real. So I just, I guess the simple thing is to say is like, Jesus, come back now. But uh, anyway, uh, thank you guys for being here. And I, I, would only, I want to encourage you to please keep Penny in your prayers because she's a true warrior. Um, and, uh, you know, people like her need your prayers. I mean, we all need your prayers. Everyone needs prayers. But there's, to me, God's chosen special people for a time such as this. And Penny is one of those people. So please keep her in your prayers. God bless you. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, we'll see you next time. I'm ending now.